faith and life. For some people, they're parallel roads. They never come into contact with each other. One never influences the other. Yet for some other people, faith and life are more like intersecting roads. Often they're running opposite each other, but where they do intersect, wonderful God moments can be experienced. But yet for just a few, the two roads merge into one, and the results are truly a highway to heaven. What does the road of faith and life look like in your world? We're just a few weeks before Christmas, and inevitably around the Christmas season, you have some people that look forward to Christmas and get excited about it, but many more people seem to really just kind of struggle with maybe depression and sadness around the holidays, um, anxiety, uh, just lots of different things. And um, on Wednesday nights at church, we've been taking a look at a uh, Bible study from Max Licato, and it's called Anxious for Nothing. And we kind of had an interesting conversation yesterday um, that I think kind of just plays into not only the holiday season, but just things in general that uh, we might struggle with. And I want to talk a little bit about that on this podcast. And Lakato talks about uh, him, you might be familiar with, A Mighty Fortress is Our God, uh, written by Martin Luther. And there's a verse in that, uh, in that hymn that says, A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. And uh, you may or may not know what a bulwark is. Uh, even if you sung that song, you very, very well might not know what that word is. But a bulwark is a defense wall. And um, we were speaking in the class about um, what are the defense walls that we have uh, when, you know, the storms of life happen. You know, n not just like the, the one-time incidences that, you know, it just kind of knocks you off your, um, your balance for a day or two and then you kind of move on but a lot of times when storms happen in life um, they can be quite a bit uh, more lengthy than that um, sometimes in fact they can even last years and so the question is is what is the go-to defense uh, system uh, defense wall that we utilize when um, life gets really tough and we're dealing with the storms and the hurt of life well, um, the first person that answered in Bible class said faith. And honestly, that's a great one, but sometimes that's not where we, um, we are. Or maybe we weren't that way for most of our lives. Or um, sometimes we know that it should be faith or prayer and so forth. But um, there's just, there's those things of the flesh that we do uh, that tries to protect ourselves when uh, things get really difficult to try to minimize the damage and to uh, keep us from being hurt. Um, sometimes the things that we do, you know, even though they might not be religious, can have positive effects. Uh, for instance, when, you know, some people are dealing with high stress, high anxiety, uh, dealing with uh, hurt, um, whether that's a death of a loved one or relationship breakup or whatever. Um, a lot of times people go on like a health, uh, um, just a, a health fad where they're trying to get themselves into shape like they haven't been before. I mean, that, that's, that's good in many ways, right? 
Um, other people will turn to exercise, jogging, lifting weights, just different things to kind of process out their stress. And once again, those things are good and they have some benefits, even if they're not uniquely religious. Um, but in the end, they don't necessarily uh, either solve the problems. And so um, sometimes they, we might be in better shape, maybe feeling a little bit better about ourselves, but uh, it doesn't necessarily solve the storm. Uh, then there's other things that we can see could be a little bit less uh, less beneficial and even a little bit more destructive. Um, some of us, when we uh, go into uh, those times in, in life in which the storms hit or we're, we're feeling vulnerable or anxiety kind of comes our way, um, some of us just kind of go into it like a shell, a, a self-defense mechanism of, of not caring and, and, and just really um, isolating ourselves from others. And um, you know, clearly that, that doesn't solve any problems. It just probably adds to uh, the feeling of isolation and depression and, um, you know, many, many other things as well. Um, I think that's where we get into, uh, addictions. Addictions are really big. You know, why do people get addicted to alcohol and drugs? I think part of it is, is because it, it can temporarily change our mood. It can numb us, um, from the pain that we're feeling, um, it, it, it just, um, it, for a moment, at least just a moment in time can help us to take our mind off of things. Uh, but the consequences and the ramifications of addiction uh, clearly is not a good bulwark, uh, not a great defense wall. In fact, it's going to make your life uh, a thousand times worse. Um, some people turn to things like denial as they try to process through the, 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 the storms of life and um, just to pretend that they don't exist, like um, almost like a mind over matter, bury your head in the sand, like it's really not that bad. And honestly, when we do that, then, um, then that is uh, not real to the situation and it's not gonna solve the problem. Some people swing to the other end of the spectrum and always like to take it to the worst case scenario and they ultimately will make that storm uh, all the more just um, uh, overwhelming in their lives so that they uh, that they can't process through it. Um, someone mentioned yesterday in class, you know, the question was, did you ever hit that storm in your life in which you just didn't think you were going to come through the other side that like you would never make it through? And um, one person was on, uh, honest enough to, to say that, that that was the case in their life. And, and a lot of times when we swing to worst case scenarios, uh, we, we can make it where it looks like, you know what, I'm, I'm never, never going to recover from this. Um, there's no way I will survive uh, what, um, uh, you know, what I'm going through. Um, you know, there's others that, that their bulwark, their defense wall is to keep busy. Maybe, maybe that's your way of handling it. I, I know I kind of like to do things that way. If you, if you keep really busy with work, if you keep busy around the house, if you're um, focused on other people and other people's problems, guess what? Um, it is a great distraction from your own problems, but in the end, they don't go away. And, uh, in, you know, you, you still need to be able to process them and, uh, be able to handle them with uh, perspective. Um, relationships, relationships are a, are a big one. Um, you know, it seems like when you fall in love or, or, you know, get close to another person, it, it can make everything else just kind of go away, but it doesn't. Um, there's other people who, you know, will go from, uh, relationship to relationship, uh, trying to meet people online or going to clubs or bars or whatever, and maybe, you know, picking up a, a guy of the day, a guy of the week until, 
uh, or a girl really for that matter can go either way um, until maybe they find the right person or or they realize that they're just making a, even more of a mess of, of their lives. The point is this is it's nice to say, hey, faith, prayer, stuff like that is our go to bulwark that will protect us. Uh, our, be our defensive wall during times of um, high anxiety and the storms of life. But uh, the the reality is, is you and I all have learned other coping mechanisms that are not really very healthy, not re- really beneficial, that really are not um, good coping mechanisms. And those are the ones that we oftentimes will fall into in addition to the prayer and in and, 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 and trying to work on the faith and all that other stuff. Um there's a interesting passage that we uh, we uh, we talked about um, from Philippians uh, during the the Bible study last uh, last night, and it's Philippians four seven, and F- Philippians four seven you hear it quoted all the time, and it says the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Christ Jesus. I can't tell you as a pastor how many times I've quoted that passage, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Well, what is the peace of God and how do you get that peace of God? Well, if you actually read that verse in context, what it says is then the peace of God. And whenever you hear then in the Bible, then the peace of God or then this or then that, you have to ask then what? Like why why is there a then? That means that what's being said is conditional upon it's based upon something else that has been said prior and so when you read verse uh philippians 4 7 it's not the peace of god which surpasses it says then the peace of god so what you got to do is you got to kick it up a few verses to verse 6 um actually verse 5 um is what puts it really in perspective and what it says is this the lord is near do not be anxious about anything. So it's the realization that the Lord is near, that we don't have to be anxious about anything. Then when we realize that, when we fully understand that the Lord is near, then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. You, you see, when we pull a verse just out of context, we're missing the power behind the verse. We all want that peace of God, which passes all understanding. But when you just quote Philippians 4, 7, you'll really never know how to get it because it's just a, a verse hanging out there like away from the the thing that's supposed to give that to you. And that is realizing that the Lord is near. So I want to encourage everyone listening to the podcast, um, spend some time reflecting upon the fact that the Lord is near. When the Lord was near the disciples in the boat when the storms of life came about, the Lord calmed the storms because he was near. They should have felt safe all along that the Lord was there. Of course, they didn't, but they should have. And, you know, one of the questions I ask is, if the Lord is near and can calm storms, you know, the wind and the waves, the the physical storms of life, then when we recognize that the Lord is near us, that the Bible says... Jesus will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. Then Jesus can also calm the emotional storms of life. And man, sometimes the emotional ones can be even a whole lot harder than the physical ones. 
But you know what? The physical storms are deadly. You have a tornado coming, and, and the disciples feared, feared for their life as as, uh, as that storm was blowing up when you know they were on uh, the lake, and and they they thought you know they might potentially die. Well, but the Lord has power over the wind. He has the power over the waves. He also has the power over whatever your fears are and whatever your anxieties are. So that in Philippians 4, 7, that the peace of God, which transcends understanding, can guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. But first, you must realize that the Lord is near. And it's when we realize that the Lord is near, um, when he's right there along our side, then whatever we're just really struggling about, you know that, that, that God will protect you from it. He can protect you from it. Jesus has the power to calm whatever those storms are. Not only the ones that are just day or two storms, but even the ones that have happened 20 years ago. Turn to the Lord and look to him. He's near. Let him. Allow him to calm that storm. Allow him to rebuild you. Allow him to uh, help you to understand that he never left your side and he's still with you and he will be with you tomorrow and the day after that and that you can trust him and then the peace of God will surpass your ability to understand. Thank you very much and I wish everyone a uh, wonderful and uh, great week. Thank you.